Loving God in a world that sometimes seems dark, we gather together in your light. Some of us gather together today with hope, some with anxiety, some are depressed, some are lonely, and some are filled with joy. Wherever we find ourselves today, we ask for your loving presence, O oh God. We ask that you comfort us, inspire us, fill us with hope, and direct our attention to love those of our neighbors who are hurting, those who are in pain, or those who are poor. We gather asking for your Holy Spirit of love to be with us. Hub, if you could unmute your mic, that would be great. How am I doing? There you're good. We are connected to each other through the promise of our baptisms. On the day you were baptized, your family announced that you were part of the family of God. Today, we remember the promises that God made to each of us that day, a promise that you are a beloved child of God. Together, we make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the gifts of faith is the regular opportunity to speak the truth. We get things wrong. God encourages us to admit that we are not perfect, to confess the ways that we have done harm by things that we have done and by things that we should have done but did not do. One of the other great gifts of faith is the regular opportunity to hear good news. You are still loved, you are forgiven, and you are encouraged to keep trying and keep living with all your heart. Today we practice and we encourage everyone to confess the many ways that we have not lived up to God's hope for us as individuals and as a collective humanity. Loving God, you know the words of our hearts before we speak. Inspire us to share freely of our mistakes and unkind acts. Remind us that it is good to know that we are not perfect. Remind us that our flaws and our limitations are a part of what make us beautiful. God of love, inspire our honest speaking. Amen. We admit that we have not loved the world as you have asked us to love the world. We confess that we seem to be stuck in our own limited view of the world. We do not see clearly. We have not loved the poor or the criminal. We have not forgiven ourselves or our neighbors. We have not cared for your world well but instead have taken from the earth in ways that have been harmful. We admit that we have biases that we cannot control. We see some faces and we are afraid. We believe that Jesus came to lead us into a new way of life, that the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus create in us an open heart, an open mind, and a forgiven spirit that we might live as you hope. Friends in Christ, hear the good news. God loves us all, and in Jesus, God forgives us all our mistakes, missteps, lies, and even our biased beliefs. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are forgiven. And in your forgiveness, you are free to keep living, keep trying, keep learning, and most importantly, you are free to love and serve your neighbor, especially those in need. Amen. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, 
They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, Jesus died, heaven's gates to open wide. He will wash away my sin, let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, he will stay close beside me all the way. When at last I come to die, he will take me home on high. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Thank you so much, Koski family. It was so great to see and hear all of you together. That was wonderful. Before I read our gospel today, I first want to give um, a, a little bit of an introduction here. Um, and to do this, I would actually like to use our chat function this morning. So if you could uh, please find your chat box and open it up. I would like to ask you um, a pretty quick question. Uh, and it's, it's pretty simple. When you hear or, or think of the book of Revelation, what comes to mind? when you hear or think of the book of Revelation. If you could just put a word or a couple words in the chat of just what comes to mind when you think of the book of Revelation. As you do that, I'm going to uh, share my screen here real quick. <clears throat> so there's our question. What do you think of when you hear the book of Revelation? And if you could please uh, place that in the chat. Somehow I lost here. There we go. Four horsemen, Pastor Scott says. End of the world, end of days, end times. Fire and brimstone, a description of heaven, interesting. Prediction of the future. A new beginning. Difficult. Joyful, interesting. Joyful and joyous. Doesn't feel like the Jesus and the God we know and love. Interesting. Hope for the future. 
Yeah, these are great. Feel free to keep uh, typing them in the chat if you can. Um, as you do, um, I'm going to kind of flip through just a couple images here. Um, <clears throat> so when uh, oftentimes, I think, generally speaking, when we hear the book of Revelation, we probably think of something like this, right? Uh, if you're calling in, I do apologize that you can't see it. I'll do my best to explain uh, these images as I, I, as I pull them up. Uh, so this is from American Horror Story Apocalypse, right? And, and we might think of a city of destruction and buildings falling down, right? And dark and gray and smoke and ashes, right? Uh, so we might think of that. As Pastor Scott mentioned, maybe we might think of the four horsemen, which you can see here. Uh, there's one here, two there, three there, and the fourth one is down here. The fourth one's my favorite. I don't know if you can see his eyes, uh, just kind of like a super skeletal creature, just super creepy. And if you notice down here, the four horsemen, they're all trampling on people on, in the right corner. So great stuff there. Um, <clears throat> perhaps we might think of these words, rapture, antichrist, Armageddon. If you've heard of these words, you might be surprised to know that they don't come from uh, Revelation, but they actually come from the most sacred text of, yes, Left Behind, a novel of the Earth's last days. That's where a lot of our pop culture around Revelation comes from. Now, one thing that I did not hear from any of you, probably not surprisingly, is that when you think of Revelation, you in fact think of circles. Do any of you think of circles when you think of Revelation? Hmm, that's interesting to me that we don't think of this because this graphic of a circle, one that leads into the next, that leads into the next, that leads into the next, is actually more about what the book of Revelation is about than all of those other images that I showed you before, the cyclical nature of our human existence. Now, some of you did say uh, something along these lines, right? That maybe it looks something like this, right? God, the Lamb, people together, right? Heaven, or this one, which is the city that stretches up into heaven. But I would say that for those of you who have said this, have probably cheated a little bit and read to the end of the book when probably a lot of us may not have. And these two images are actually from our gospel story today, from the last two chapters of Revelation, which I would like to read now. Our reading this morning comes from Revelation chapters 21 and 22, the last two chapters of the Bible. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its, with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing each fruit in each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true, for the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. See, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. The word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. If you have a memory like none other and are dedicated to committing truly unnecessary facts to it, you might recall that this part of scripture was actually read at my consecration a little more than 15 months ago. Revelation has, perhaps bizarrely, uh, become one of my most favorite books of the Bible. During my freshman year of college, my campus ministry group decided that reading through Revelation chapter by chapter by chapter from beginning to end was going to be our weekly Wednesday night Bible study in my fall semester, my first semester. I learned this after quite a tumultuous week and a half of leaving Pennsylvania, the only home I ever knew, moving to Oklahoma, walking into classrooms that had more than double the number of students that were in my graduating class in high school, not to mention navigating that whole East Coast versus Southern US cultural difference, uh, heat of 110 degrees every single day, and suddenly living in a building that had more people than my entire hometown did which was also in a city of 300,000 people, which was at the time a very large city for this very country boy. So when I heard that this place that was supposed to be familiar and homely, my church was going to be reading one of the scariest books of the Bible, I was, of course, less than pleased. But over the next several weeks, I actually came to find solace in this crazy book as I heard story after story of how God shows up in the midst of some pretty rough stuff. Once I got to seminary, I was so excited to learn more about this book from esteemed professional historians and theologians to gain their perspective on this book. That's where all of those pictures I showed you came from this morning. Now, when Pastor Scott said that I was allowed to pick a text to preach on this Sunday, I chose this one right away. About three weeks ago, I was like, yes, I know what I'm going to preach on. I was so excited. After all, it is my favorite. I obviously could not have known the events that were about to transpire again. 
please take notice of that key word again. It was but a few weeks ago that I stood here a week after the shooting of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And now here I am again, a week after yet another shooting of a black man in Wisconsin. Jacob Blake is his name in case you forgot. And again, we are being called to examine our privileges in the ways that we have failed to create a community for the members of the body of Christ in which they can live. It is oddly serendipitous that we read this text from Revelation this morning, because the stories of Revelation, as I mentioned before, show the cyclical, constant, repeating nature of the human existence. It shows through this poetic imagery of words how an event, how an, an event of immense evil takes place and how God, how God comes in to be present in it again. And it shows how this happens again and again and again. Evil and God. Evil and God. That is until the last two chapters of this book. The last two chapters show what the world could look like if God was allowed to win. If God was allowed to win, there would be a city where all people get to live together in harmony. God would be the city center, the beating heart of that city. And God would be the light that shines, a light good enough that we wouldn't need a lamp or a sun. And through that city would flow the river of life from God's own throne. And alongside that river would grow the tree of life for us to eat from and to heal the nations with its leaves. And best of all, did you catch it? Best of all, we would see God where? On the forehead of our neighbor. This is the type of community God has intended for us from the beginning of the beginning. The world we live in now most certainly is not. This world, this existence of closed gates and red lines, of us versus them, black versus white, of law and order, of all the things that prohibit us from seeing God on the forehead of our neighbor, this is not the life we've been created to live. We do not have to be beholden to these cycles of evil that continue to create nothing but chaos. We have been given gifts by the power of the Holy Spirit to witness God creating the city, resurrecting and restoring all of creation for us to live in harmony with one another. A city where... God will dwell with us, where we will be God's people, where God will be with us, where every tear will be wiped from our eyes and where death will be no more, where mourning and crying and pain will be gone, 
that's the city, that's the community that God has intended for us. In moments like this week, after tragic shootings of people of color, Jacob Blake, George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, and the literally countless others whose names we have either forgotten by now or who we never even knew in the first place. In moments like this week, when white supremacists enact terror upon neighbors after hatred and fear is instilled deep within the hearts of society. In moments like this week, when violence of any kind is put on full display for all to see, we can and rightfully should ask, where is God? What I love about this book of the revealing, of Revelation, is that it shows us exactly where God is in moments like this. Right here. All along, walking with us, calling us to build that city for all. To be able to see God in the face of our neighbor. Be able to go into the river and eat from the tree that flows among us. And if Revelation can ask us anything, and if we had the time to read it all, I think we would be asked a lot. But if, we, if Revelation can ask us anything, it is asking us how we can work to break those cycles of evil that prevail so that the vision and hope of those final chapters of this book and the final chapters of the whole biblical story might come to pass. Amen.
healing for the ones who dwell in shame. All the blind will see, the lame will all run free, and all will know my name. Do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, I will bring you home. I love you and you are mine. I am the word that leads all to freedom. I will call your name, embracing all your pain. Stand up now and live. Do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, I will bring you home. I love you and you are mine. Thanks, Don and Nicole. Uh, Nicole, nice dash off stage there very quickly. Well done. Uh, just a quick note, uh, special thanks to everybody who has continued to make uh, financial gifts during this time. We are very grateful. I think we've said uh, the last couple of weeks, we continue to be pretty much right on track with giving to budget. So thank you very, very much. Uh, we are hoping people um, sign up to do online giving. I've placed that link in the chat. So if uh, you would like to make a gift online this morning, you can do that. You can just click on the link and it takes you to our website. Also, we are, we are really hoping that people take pictures of themselves or video of themselves when they're worshiping and send them to Brian. Um, we have been collecting them and we'll use them for something when we get back together again in person. So if you do take a picture uh, or even during the week, send it off to Brian uh, and we'd love to collect those. We continue now uh, with our creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. For our prayers this morning, as we have been doing, I will begin. And then at the end of our prayers, I invite people to either unmute and speak their prayers out loud, or you can type them in the chat, or you can, of course, keep them silently in your hearts as well. So together we pray for all people in our family, in our community, and in our world. 
After each petition, we will respond, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, open our eyes to see the image of God written on the forehead of every human being. Remind us that the cross made on our foreheads at our baptism is the truth of all human beings. The police, the criminal, the widow, the orphan, the hungry, black and white, all people are made in your image. Inspire us to hope for the redemption of all people, including ourselves. Lord, in your mercy. Hear Loving God, we pray for our country, that we would find new ways forward together. We pray for confession, forgiveness, and the vulnerability to hear one another with open ears and open hearts. We pray that you would teach us to hear the voices of those who are in, pray, in pain. And we pray that you would teach us to be less violent and that you would help us to see one another as beloved sisters and brothers. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Loving God, we pray for students, teachers, custodians, bus drivers, paraprofessionals, and all those who are worried about school. Loving God, keep us all safe. Give our students rest to learn. Give our parents patience. Give teachers the guidance to teach. And remind us all that we are not defined by what we achieve, but simply because we are a beloved child of God. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, we name before you all of those in our community and around the world who are in need of your presence. Today, we name before you Dan, Kamala, Diane, Nancy, Joanne, Addie, Kathy, Dick, Craig, Angie, Jason, Lois, for Kat and her family, Chad, Neil, Andy, Galen, Gary, Asher, Shelly, Jeannie, Arlene, Jay Dragnade, and Phyllis, the sister of Kathy Weimer. We pray for Richard Hansen and family on the death of his wife, Emmy Lou. We pray for Bruce, Marcy, Tom, Maddie, Robert, Becca, Shalina and family, Kevin, Mary, Doug, Norma, Beverly, Dick, Callie, Connor, and Melvin Liu. Loving God, into your hands we trust all of those who we name before you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, hear your people now when we pray, those spoken, those silent prayers, and those that are written in our chat. No matter what, we trust that you indeed hear us. Debbie and Vince pray for their friend Dale and a successful recovery from cancer surgery. Lord, in your mercy. From Ellen, we pray for the family of her uncle Paul, who has died from COVID, and the hope that her aunt survives the virus for dad's brother and sister. Lord, in your mercy. For Pastor George Johnson, who stands at death's door. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the friend of Kay and Don Wolfie Lee, who is recovering from COVID, Lord, in your mercy. 
hear our prayer. All these things we place our hope and our trust in you, loving God. Direct our days, our words, and our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you would like, as has been our tradition, we will unmute our mics and together say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, 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 hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy I want to be sure you can hear me. I imagine that this song was written about the last couple of chapters of Revelation. And when he comes again, He comes again to take us home And oh, to know his love and grace To finally see the face of our King No longer through a dim and clouded glass When Jesus comes to take us home at last When he comes again, he comes again to take us home. He'll wipe away our every tear. We all will truly see that he lives, and every knee shall bow before our To praise his holy name we sing When he comes again When he comes again When he comes to claim his own When he comes to take us home When he comes all darkness fades away from the chains we are released and the glory of his holy face shall be so very clear to all who see when he comes and when he comes again 
comes again to take us home. Sin and death no longer reign. Heaven now is ours to gain again. The weight of all our sins he gladly bore. So that Eden would be ours forevermore. When he comes again, when he comes again, when he comes again, when he comes again, when he comes, again, when he comes to claim a soul, when he comes to take us and when he comes again Thank you, Vince. And now receive the final blessing of the day. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks everybody this morning for all the music uh, from the Von Therians and uh, the Von uh, Wolfe family. Appreciate that very much. Just a few announcements for us. Um, some of you know that we have been in relationship with the uh, U of M campus ministry and Pastor Kate Royer for a little while and they are having students return. And of course you can imagine it's a little weird right now. Uh, so Pastor Kate has actually asked if we would bake cookies and bake goods uh, that they will be then delivering to students uh, who have returned. Uh, so if you're interested in doing that, um, I think, Kay, you'll have to remind me, we're going to bring those down on September 7th, I think. And so they need to be brought to church uh, before then. And for those that come early, we'll freeze them. And for those that come on the 7th, we'll take them down sometime that morning. So. Uh, if you're interested? Oh yeah, go ahead, Kay. Well, I actually think we're. I thought I think we're taking them down September fourth, and so people are dropping them off at church September third. Perfect. Um, between ten and three, and we'll have. Um, if you're interested, you can contact me, but also we'll we'll just have a box um, there that you can put your cookies in, and sh and Sean and I will tend that make sure it's not <laughs> gotten into by schools sure. <laughs> or gotten into by pastors maybe but. So, um, anyway and then and then the following morning uh, Scott will deliver them yeah so thanks if you are planning to do that that I, I know that Kate has already told me that especially the incoming students are just very anxious about what's going to be happening so any sort of reminder that there are congregations that are thinking about them is super helpful um, and then, Kay, maybe you want to make the announcement about this. We're going to have our caregivers group start again. Do you want to give some details about that or just have them contact you if they're interested in joining the caregiver group? 
Yeah, probably just better to contact me because um, I'll need to get them a link if we're, we're going to try to meet outside because there's only a very few of us um, with masks and distancing. But in case of weather changes, I'll need a, to get them a Zoom link. So maybe just contact me. Great. And then we are having flu shots on October 6th. And there'll be more details that will come out about that, about how, what, am I get wrong again? Did I? October 4th. October 4th? Why do I have all the dates wrong this morning? Sunday, October 4th, after worship at church. And yeah, there'll be a bunch of details coming out. I mean, I have all the details and you'll see them this week and every week from now on. So in our email and all the media we use. So, or you can contact me. There'll be appointments. We'll make sure it's safe. And I'll, I'll get all my dates straight by the time we get there. So whatever. I'm probably wrong about this too, So, but uh, our first Wednesday speaker we have early this year on September 9th, Wednesday, September 9th at 6.30. Oh, I got one right. Uh, and this is uh, Professor Anthony Beza, who is a professor at St. Olaf College. And he's gonna be talking about racial justice, voting and politics. Uh, so please put this one on your calendar. It will be Zoom just like everything else. Um, but I really think you're going to want to hear uh, Dr. Bates. Uh, he is a young, new African-American professor at St. Olaf, and he's uh, great. I've seen him once already. So uh, make sure and get that on your calendar. And then, um, Brian, uh, you might want to just drop that in the, you, you sent it to me uh, directly, Brian. But in the chat, uh, WAM and Confirmation are starting soon. Um, on September 16th, there'll be a parents gathering on Zoom, and then on September 23rd is when the kids will gather for the first time. Uh, so Brian, drop the registration uh, link down in the chat. All right, anything else I got wrong this morning or any other corrections or uh, needed announcements to make sure that I know what's going on at Shepherd over the next couple of weeks? I think we have staff meetings sometime next week. I'll talk to the staff afterwards to figure out when they've scheduled that and I'll try to make sure that I get there. Scott, uh, what is the date of that racial uh, talk again, please? It is September 9th. And the links will come out in our regular Tuesday and Thursday emails uh, for that Zoom call. So, um, and if you don't get that, you can email any of us on staff and we can send out that Zoom link for you. Doesn't matter. How would we get a hold of, it sounds like a dumb question. How would we get a hold of Kay? Just call her or email? You can email her and um, in the worship guide is her email. Uh, each week. So if you go to the end of the um, uh, worship guide there at the end is both phone numbers and uh, emails for everybody. Good. 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 Thank, Thank you. Any other announcements or information from the rest of the group, the family this morning or staff? Pastor Scott, when do Wednesday morning Bible studies start again? That's a good question. Um, the, the Wednesday after, uh, let me see, whatever the Wednesday is. Thank you for reminding me, Sharon. Uh, huh? We will start on the 16th, September 16th. Okay. Thank you. I have, a, I have a question for Pastor Scott, which I don't think he'll get incorrect. <laughs> what morning uh, of the week are Wednesday morning Bible studies? Tuesdays. Oh, darn. Yeah. Thanks, Vince. 
just I now I see where his daughter gets it. So I really appreciate that a lot. All right. Uh, anybody else want to make fun of me this morning or any other things? Sherry's ordained now, so she can take shots with impunity. So. All right. Oh, thank you, Emily. I appreciate that. All right, Brian, are you going to break us out into groups as when we get done with the benediction? Have you, have I made you host? You have not made me host, and I will do that as soon as I am made host. You, you are now host. You are not the host, but you are host, not like the holy host. Okay, that's enough. All right, I'm going to give us a benediction, and then um, we do really hope that you'll stick around to break out into small groups. It's a really great way to meet some other uh folks that maybe you haven't met before because all the groups are randomly created. So Brian uh, sends you off without any uh, sorting. The sorting hat, the wizardry of Zoom does it for us. So, all right, now people of God, stay at home in peace and be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor everyone, love and serve the Lord rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.